T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning. It is 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Ted Woodward. Steve McIntosh has the day off. It is Thursday, March 2nd. We'll be taking a look at an assessment of a meeting globally marred by war. I'm Rodney Price. We learned how Sedgwick County's finances were in the fourth quarter of 2022. Details are ahead. Remembering Pearl Harbor survivor and World War II veteran, Jack Holder. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. We are clouding up this morning. We could expect a breezy and cooler day with chances of rain and possibly light snow through tonight. Our complete forecast on the timing of that here in just a few minutes. And currently in Wichita, we do have a mostly cloudy sky. It's 36 degrees here on this Thursday morning, March 2nd. Sedgwick County's fourth quarter financial report released yesterday. The county's fiscal condition remained sound with healthy fund balances, while revenue from continued tax base growth is strong, according to Brent Shelton, the county's deputy CFO. He said the organization has challenges ahead in 2023. Inflation and interest rates seem to be plateauing a little bit, but they're still high. We're dealing with workforce challenges both organizationally and throughout the community as we take. Uh, it's, it's the biggest thing that a prospective company looks at. Chairman Pete Meitzner and Commissioner Jim Howell both expressed concerns with the 2023 budget thanks to the food sales tax cut that went into effect January 1st. Howell believes the county will lose around $6 million thanks to the lower tax rate. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Jack Holder, a Pearl Harbor survivor who went on to become a decorated World War II flyer and flew more than 100 missions in the Pacific and European theaters, has died in Arizona at the age of 101. The executor of Holder's estate said he died last Friday at a hospital in the Phoenix suburb of Chandler. Born to a farming family in Gunter, Texas, Holder joined the Navy in 1940 when he was just 18. He was on duty at Ford Island when Japanese aircraft bombed the U.S. naval base at Pearl Harbor on December 7, 1941. In a 2016 interview, Holder said that the first bomb that fell on Pearl Harbor was about We have a stalled out vehicle. It is about eastbound on Kellogg. It's at the ramp the from the Central attack. Business District. Watch for a slowdown there. World War II. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Over Guadalcanal and the Solomon Islands before being transferred to England and flying missions along the French coast and the English Channel. The Pearl Harbor National Memorial said Holder was awarded two Distinguished Flying Cross medals, six Air Medals, 
a presidential citation, and six commendation medals in his Navy career before being honorably discharged in 1948. Holder then flew for 25 years as a corporate and commercial pilot. He took up golf and moved to an Arizona retirement community. In December of 21, a nonprofit company took Holder on an honor flight to celebrate his 100th birthday. He was asked at the event to tell his secret to long life and responded with good heart, exercise, and two scotch and sodas every night. An early April memorial service is planned for Holder in Phoenix, and he'll be buried at Arlington National Cemetery near the nation's capital at a later date. The Salute to Service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. In a number of states, the battle over abortion rights is fluid and influenced by what voters had to say last year when a few states, including Kansas, rejected anti-abortion measures on ballots and some other states approved abortion rights amendments. A measure that failed in Kentucky and the experience in Kansas last year told abortion opponents that it would be very difficult to win a statewide referendum, according to some, according to a pro-life coalition member in Pennsylvania. In Kansas, meanwhile, anti-abortion lawmakers recovering from that referendum defeat last year, dropping the idea of trying to ban abortions earlier in the pregnancies. Kansas is one of the most permissive states, barring most abortions after the 22nd week. For the moment, Kansas Republican legislators are aiming to provide financial help to centers that discourage abortion by offering free pregnancy and post-pregnancy services. Ohio Right to Life leaders met with their philosophical allies in a few states, including Kansas, researching why the movement suffered losses in referendums in those states. Cargill has donated a half million dollars to the Kansas African American Museum. Cargill's North American protein business proudly announcing yesterday donating the, ha- the money to the museum to close out the end of Black History Month. Cargill said the donation will support the museum's relocation to a new larger state-of-the-art facility in Wichita. It'll expand the footprint of the museum in Wichita and make way for new exhibits honoring the state's black history. U.S. Senate Committee questioning the Biden administration in a pick to lead the FAA and more astronauts heading to space. And, of course, the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast from meteorologist Ron L. Williams is coming up as well with lots of things to tell us about. KNSS News Time, 706. It's 7.09 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. A new study shows buying certain drugs from Mexico without a prescription could be dangerous. A new study calls that practice dangerous. UCLA sent in researchers to Mexican pharmacies posing as tourists to buy Xanax, Adderall, and Oxycodone. 44% of drugs were counterfeit. Oxypills contained fentanyl and heroin. 82% of Adderall pills contain methamphetamine. The CDC is warning spring breakers about the counterfeit pills. A follow-up by the L.A. Times found 71% of the medications from three Mexican cities tested positive for fentanyl and methamphetamine. And that's Fox's William Lajunes with that report. A U.S. Senate committee questioning the Biden administration's nominee to run the Federal Aviation Administration. Republicans don't seem to want him in the job. 
Republicans on the Senate Transportation Committee wasted no time Wednesday questioning the qualifications of Denver Airport CEO Phil Washington, picked by President Biden to lead the FAA. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas is the ranking member. Have you ever flown a plane? Thank you for the question, Senator. No, I have never flown a plane. So you weren't a military pilot or a commercial airline pilot? No, Senator. Uh, have you ever worked for an airline? No, Senator. Uh, have you ever worked as an air traffic controller? No, Senator. Republicans also claim Washington's tenure managing transit authorities in California were marked with scandal and cost overruns. Democrats praised his 24-year military career and for not being an airline industry insider. Eben Brown, Fox News. It's 710 with Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Currently in traffic, well, watch out for another abandoned vehicle. This one, uh... <laughs> Eastbound on Kellogg, right there at the Central Business District area. So uh, the traffic volume's getting uh, heavy at times through there, so just watch for a slowdown. Again, that's a stalled-out vehicle, eastbound Kellogg, uh, ramp from Topeka, so ramp from the Central Business District up to uh, Kellogg. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And it's time to check in and get the KSN Storm Track 3 forecast with meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Hello, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Ted. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Not too bad. You know, of course, things have been fairly quiet out there when it comes to our weather. But, um, you know, I, I mentioned to you and Steve yesterday that, uh, you know, today is going to be the day as well as into early Friday where it, this is going to be our bump, you know, on our road to this upcoming mm-hmm. weekend. So let's just make sure that we're aware of things. It's going to be colder, at least colder than days past. You know, 68 degrees. I believe that was on Tuesday, yeah. and we're going to drop about 20 degrees compared to highs today. So we're only, yeah, I know, we're only expected to get up to a high of 48 degrees. Of course, we've had colder days, uh, but these cold snaps, they're just not going to be as bitter as time goes on and as we get closer to the official start to spring. But likely needing to keep those long sleeves on all day with that high of 48. There's also going to be a 50% chance of rain. Now, keep in mind, as far as that chance of rain, it's dry out there right now. But I do see an increasing chance by the time we get into our afternoon, evening hours. I think that's when we'll start to see some showers make their way into the Wichita area. A northeast breeze is going to be gusty at times at 10 to 25 miles an hour. And, of course, with this active weather, sky is going to be mostly cloudy. We'll jump up to an 80% chance of rain and snow later on tonight. Now, we'll really need to keep an eye on things during the overnight into tomorrow morning, especially when it comes to the uh, morning commute for our Friday tomorrow, because I'm expecting a low of 32 degrees. So we're going to drop right to that freezing mark and this time of year a degree or two can determine if we see a cold rain uh, possibly a little bit of snow or a rain snow mix so this is why we'll uh, need to keep an eye on that commute by early tomorrow morning we'll actually see our skies gradually clear out though going through our Friday jumping back up to a high of 53 degrees so we'll actually begin to rebound pretty quickly we will still be gusty at times with a northwest wind at 15 to 25 miles an hour and then more warming over this upcoming weekend while staying dry 56 on Saturday 68 degrees close to 70 on Sunday We'll hold on to some of that warmth into the start of next week with a high of 67 on Monday, but another cool down on the horizon. Back down to 55 Tuesday, 52 Wednesday, and 50 degrees a week from now, next Thursday. We may have to adjust those cooler numbers as the days go by with things not necessarily being set in stone just yet, but it does look like it's going to turn cooler. And when it comes to moisture, may have to keep an eye on the middle of next week. Just going to go ahead and plant that seed for right now. Uh, Currently, we're at 37 degrees with a mostly cloudy 
sky. Northeast breeze at 16 miles an hour, making it feel more like the upper 20s out there. So cold start, but dry for the commute, at least to start the day. Sure was nice last evening to have no clouds in the sky to be able to look up and see that conjunction of Venus and Jupiter in the western sky last night. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, somebody actually sent me a video where they kind of zoomed in on it. Uh, I, I'm, I assume it was their phone since that's what a lot of us use for handheld video nowadays. But, but yeah, definitely uh, pretty cool to see. And, Ted, you know, there's, there's always going to be the, the, the small group of people or the, maybe just a few people that don't think, at least initially <laughs> at first, that, uh, that it's, it's not the planets aligned just because they're not, you know, up to what's going on. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they thought they were, uh, like, you know, I, I can't do the like that that Twilight Zone music. I'm not going to do it, but you 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 understand what I'm got you. At. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool phenomenon, and, and we got a great view of it last night. Hey, Ron L, thanks for checking in with us, and then when, thanks for giving us a heads up on what's going to happen in the next 24 hours. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. All right. Yeah, no problem. That is your KSN Storm Track Three forecast with meteorologist Ron L. Williams live every morning at this time right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. And speaking of the stars, NASA is launching a SpaceX rocket, and it's headed for the International Space Station early this morning. More from Cape Canaveral, Florida. This time, there was no launch scrubbed like Monday mornings. Crew 6 Take 2 was perfect and flawless. A spectacularly bright nighttime launch with a thunderous roar of percussion, setting off car alarms in the parking lot as it blasted off from the Kennedy Space Center. The crew, NASA astronauts Stephen Bowen and Warren Woody Hoberg, Russian cosmonauts, Andrey Fedyev, and the first Arab astronaut to launch from Florida, Sultan Anayadi from the United Arab Emirates. SpaceX nailed the return of the rocket's first stage, landing a bullseye on the floating drone ship out in the Atlantic. And that's Fox's Phil Keating with that report on the SpaceX launch. 716 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Do you hate the way you sign your name? Well, you can now try plastic surgery for your signature. What? Companies have popped up offering signature makeovers. They're charging you anywhere from 10 bucks on the cheap to $600 on the expensive side, sometimes offering multiple options to choose from. Many also offer templates, practice sheets, and videos to help people learn to write with their new signatures. One certified document examiner went through the process himself, warning that the simpler the new signature, the easier it is to replicate. Some people who have reinvented their signatures change from old to new on documents they have on file. Not really sure what all that means. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a way for some companies to make some money. My signature is basically just a mark I can make as fast as I can. Yeah, that's, that's what almost everyone does. Yeah. It's really all there is to it. I don't really care how pretty it is. And now that you do that stuff where you're, some places make you just sign an electronic signature, people just write a scribble. They don't, it doesn't even matter. I, I, I got to tell you, as a left-hander, those things aren't built to be written on no. by a left-hander. I mean, it just those electronic signature things just don't work for us. Right. Yeah. What time is it on the moon? Well, with more lunar missions than ever on the horizon, the European Space Agency wants to give the moon its own time zone. (laughs) This week, the agency said space organizations around the world are considering how best to keep time on the moon. This idea came up during a meeting in the Netherlands late last year, participants agreeing on the urgent need to establish a common lunar reference time 
Well, for now, a moon mission runs on the time of whatever country is that's operating the spacecraft. European space officials say an internationally accepted lunar time zone would make it easier for everyone, especially astronauts who might someday be working there. Yeah. Yeah. Not on my list of things that I think are really important right now, but to some people, I guess it is. A lunar time uh-huh. zone. 718 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS, and let's take a look at what's going on in sports. And we'll take a look at college men's basketball action tonight for Wichita State. As the Shockers, it's not your usual game. The Shockers play their last road game in the regular season, and it is against the number one ranked team in the nation, the Houston Cougars. A team on a nine-game winning streak, a team that beat the Shockers by nine points a month ago in Wichita. Tonight is the rematch in Houston. The Shockers, all season long, have played very well on the road. In fact, the Shockers have won five straight road games. And they would love to keep that streak extended if they can get an upset tonight. The Shockers, according to FanDuel, are a 17.5-point underdog going into Houston tonight for the Cougars on their senior night. Last time the Shockers won a game in Houston was 63 years ago, so it's been a while. And the last time the Shockers played the number one ranked team in the nation was 55 years ago. And that was a 34-point loss at number one UCLA back in in the late 1960s. All right, so you got the Shockers in Houston tonight. Let's give us a thumb down on this matchup with Houston from Shocker head coach Isaac Brown. They draw a lot of turnovers, so we got to take care of it. We can't give them easy baskets in transition. And on defense, we got to defend and we have to rebound. We got to limit them to one shot. And if you can do that, you got an opportunity to play well. But it's got to be for 40 minutes. It can't be 35, 37, 39. It has to be for 40 minutes. All right, we'll see if the Shocks can get that accomplished. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hole begin their pregame coverage at 5 p.m. The game will tip off at 6 o'clock this evening in Houston. Listen to the Shockers live on 103.7 KEYN. We had senior night action in Manhattan, Kansas last night for 11th-ranked Kansas State, the Wildcats hosting Oklahoma. A little bit of a slow start for the Wildcats, but then they turned it up. Went on a 9-0 run at the end of the first half and then another 51 points in the second half. K-State beats Oklahoma 85-69. The final score, another sellout at Bramlage Coliseum, 11,000 on hand as K-State ends up going 15-1 and on home court at Bramlage this season. Here's Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang. Man, that environment out there, uh, our fans, how they showed up today and tonight, and, you know, just to honor our seniors. Uh, I might have been more nervous than the seniors uh, just because, you know, we've had a really good year so far, and you just want them to, to be able to leave the court with a really good feeling their last time. Yeah, well, they did. Uh, one of the seniors last time there, Marquise Noel, 11 points and 10 assists. How about that? 4-0 game winning streak now for Kansas State. The Wildcats are now 23-7 and on the season after a 16-point win last night at home over Oklahoma. College women's basketball last night. Kansas women win at home on senior night. An upset beat 23rd-ranked Iowa State 98-93 at Allen Fieldhouse. For the Kansas women, they had lost 16 straight times to the Cyclones, but not last night. That streak is over. The KU ladies improved to 18-10 and 10 on the season. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The New York Knicks win at home at Madison Square Garden, beat the Brooklyn Nets 142-116. to Starting at guard for the Knicks, former Kansas Jayhawk Quentin Grimes 
Made six three-pointers on his way to 22 points. Watch out for the Knicks. They're on a seven-game winning streak, and they're in the number five spot right now in the Eastern Conference. We have high schools, sub-state action all over the state of Kansas going on. Tonight, we have a good game in Lions. It's Halstead taking on Cheney in girls playing Class 3A. The Cheney girls are 19-2. and two. Halstead has a winning record as well. Maybe the best sub-state matchup is, uh, is going to be in boys 2A tonight. Game at 6 o'clock being played in Sterling. It's Inman taking on Mound Ridge. Both teams are 18-3 and three on the season, but the season will end for one of them tonight as uh, the substate action goes on all over the state of Kansas and continues throughout the rest of the week as teams are all trying to make it to state. And that is sports with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. It is 722 with Stephen Ted here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We have a traffic and weather update on the way. And if you're running low on at-home tests for COVID and the flu, well, more tests are on the way, says Dr. Son. Uh, rather, uh, that's your house call for health. And that's coming up shortly here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. Good morning. It is 731. You are listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is Thursday, March 2nd. Currently in Wichita, we have a mostly cloudy sky. It is 36 degrees. More pressure on China not to help out Russia. The government in Beijing is one of the few not to condemn Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and the U.S. says it fears it could even be preparing to lend Vladimir Putin a hand. But German Chancellor Olaf Scholz is the latest leader urging China not to arm Russia. In a speech to lawmakers, he's called on President Xi Jinping to discuss China's plan for peace with Ukrainian counterpart Vladimir Zelensky. Scholz also welcoming China's work on lowering nuclear tensions. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. The Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs have several areas of the franchise that are not up to league standard. That's according to an anonymous survey. According to the National Football League Players Association team report cards, the Chiefs rank 29th among the 32 teams. The report said the facility at Arrowhead Stadium feels outdated. Players would like to see upgrades across the board. Only 56% of respondents believe that club owner Clark Hunt is willing to invest the money to upgrade the facility, ranking him 27th in that category. Players' responses showed that the treatment of players falls well below other clubs across the NFL. The Chiefs among six teams that still make certain players have roommates. And less than half of the players feel they have enough room to be comfortable on team flights. The Chiefs received a grade of D in the training room, a D for training staff and locker room, and an F in team travel. The D-minus for the training staff ranked last in the National Football League. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine back in East Palestine yesterday, tracking progress in cleaning up from last month's toxic train crash. Calling it tough and a long process, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine returned to East Palestine Wednesday to tour the toxic train crash site, saying the remediation process will get done. Citizens uh, are going to continue to have questions, and those are very good things. They should have questions. 
as we go forward. This is a very elaborate process. It's going, they're going about it methodically. Crews working 24-7 to remove contaminated soil and water. The governor's visit to East Palestine one day after EPA Administrator Michael Regan returned to Northeast Ohio, recognizing the deficit of trust there while also promising that the community will be whole again. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. Republican lawmakers in Tennessee yesterday advancing legislation that would prevent transgender people from changing their driver's licenses and birth certificates. To move that officials warn could cost the state millions of dollars in federal funding. LGBTQ rights advocates have long argued that having a driver's license or birth certificate match a person's identity is not only personally important, but also beneficial to avoiding harassment. If enacted, the proposal would define male and female in state law and base people's legal gender identities on their anatomy at birth. A handful of states have introduced similar bills, including Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, as lawmakers have put transgender issues at the forefront of their legislative agendas. Fire at a home in Hutchinson. This was yesterday morning at about 4 in the morning in the 700 block of West 9th. Heavy flames coming from the back of the home. Crews discovered the fire was coming from a bedroom. It had spread to the attic. That fire brought under control. No one was home at the time of the blaze. Investigators did learn that fire was set intentionally, and an arson investigation is going on. Closing arguments taking place in the murder trial of disgraced South Carolina lawyer Alex Murdoch as jurors received a tour of the scene of the crime. On Wednesday, jurors toured the 1,700-acre Murdoch property. The 12-member jury surveyed the area near the kennels where Maggie and Paul Murdoch were shot and killed and went inside the family home, getting an up-close look at what was left behind at the scene, including this bullet hole. Murdoch previously testified that their home was far enough away from the kennels that someone inside may not hear gunshots. Murdoch is charged with two counts of murder and two counts of possession of a weapon, which could carry 30 years to life in prison if he's convicted. That's Fox's Marianne Rafferty with that report. A major government agency is now 20 years old. 20 years. Whoa. Those remarks from President Joe Biden Wednesday during a ceremony honoring the 20th anniversary of the founding of the Department of Homeland Security. The DHS was established in the aftermath of the terror attacks on September 11, 2001. With more than 250,000 employees, the department is now the third largest in the presidential cabinet behind the DOD and the Department of Veterans Affairs, continuing to tackle public security issues, including Customs and Border Patrol's handling of the migrant crisis, FEMA's disaster assistance, and the TSA's handling of aviation security. Threats are mounting. They're not diminishing. But we have you. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. 737 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS, and let's check our weather forecast. Some interesting things heading our way. Let's find out more from meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. The next storm system is making its way into the plains. That has already brought in some cloud cover with a few scattered showers developing this afternoon. Breezy and cooler with a high 48. Occasional rain mixed with some snow overnight, tallow 34. And a wintry mix ends by about noontime tomorrow, then clearing in 56. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. And currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the northeast. Mostly cloudy sky. It is 36 degrees here on this Thursday morning, March 2nd. 737 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Take a look at elephants in U.S. zoos. A community in the heart of California's farm belt drawn into a global, a growing global debate over whether elephants should be in zoos. 
Of course, we have some right here in the Sedgwick County Zoo. In recent years, some larger zoos have phased out their elephant exhibits. But the zoo in Fresno has gone in another direction out in California, updating its Africa exhibit and collaborating with the Association of Zoos and Aquariums on breeding elephants. The move, moves have drawn criticism and legal action from animal advocacy groups opposed to keeping elephants in zoos. Some experts say zoos simply don't have the space that elephants need. In Fresno, zoo officials said teaching people about animals in real life makes a difference and can inspire a commitment to conservation. Of course, our zoo in Sedgwick County spent a lot of money upgrading and uh, updating and having a state-of-the-art place for the elephants that they brought over from Africa. And it's a pretty interesting exhibit. Yeah, it really but is. But some people obviously don't feel that they should, elephants should be in a zoo at all. Yeah. But elephants in the wild aren't faring very well either. So Not really, no. Not, so. There's not many. There aren't a lot of good there's, answers. No, there's not a lot of good options uh-uh. in some of that. So, um, A play based on the series Stranger Things is going to debut in London later this year. It'll be Uh-oh. called Stranger Things, The First Shadow. Okay. They're calling it a prequel set in 1959, hmm. featuring young versions of the cast. <laughs> the play's story was developed by Stranger Things creators. Well, at least that's so. Good. We'll see. Uh, we'll yeah. see how that goes. They're going to try that out. Trot that out in <laughs> London later this year. It couldn't be a musical. That'd be funny. Bob De Niro, <laughs> Robert De Niro, is going to star and serve as executive producer in his first TV series. It's going to be a conspiracy thriller called Zero Day. All right. It's only going to be six episodes. It'll air on Netflix. No release date yet. But uh, Bob De Niro joining the latest in the whole slew of big-time movie stars that are just doing stuff for uh, TV now. Hmm. You think of Harrison Ford and right. Sylvester Stallone, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. Of guys that are working for the streamers and Netflix and the likes instead of doing big-time movies these days. Companies are spotlighting the metaverse at the MWC Tech Fair overseas in Spain, even as doubts of its viability have been creeping in following a lot of hype. People could fly over futuristic cityscape in South Korea, fight a fire, or go inside a human blood vessel in a metaverse demonstration at the world's biggest telecom industry trade show. It's known Mm. as the Mobile World Congress. Businesses touting their virtual reality experiences for work and play at the Expo this week in Barcelona. Analysts say there's skepticism about what role the metaverse will play beyond gaming. Metaverse exploded in popularity after Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg in late 2021 pronounced it as the next big thing for the Internet. Hmm. You don't seem impressed, Chad. Not really impressed. Well, the the technology isn't all that great. It's very not accessible. Uh, it's, it's still cost prohibitive. It's getting cheaper all the time. But the thing is, you, you get what you pay for, and at the lower end, it's just not very good. The experience just... Doesn't add up. Well, I mean, and you're right. That's usually where the bottom line meets the road is, you know. Yeah. If if a good experience <laughs> right. can be cost effective, then it can work. Right. But right now, that's, right just, now eh. that's not where we're at. It is 741 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. We'll be taking, of course, a look at a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal coming up shortly. We're talking about a roundtable discussion in Wichita yesterday and try to look at some issues here in Wichita. KNSS News Time, 741. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. with Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We do have the Wichita Business Journal update coming up shortly. We'll be taking a look at an investment firm downgrading a big-time Wichita company. Now, Steve and Ted, it's time for three big things. Three. House fire overnight in Wichita, 1200 block of North Cleveland. Four youngsters and one adult did get out safely. Two. Many schools across Kansas got phoned-in reports of active shooters on campus yesterday morning. These were swatting calls, all false, all crank calls. One. College men's basketball tonight. Wichita State is on the road visiting the number one ranked team in the nation, Houston. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock this evening. Listen live on 103.7 KEYN. Three big things with Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Traffic this morning, just a, an early heads up. They're going to be closing the ramp from 29th Street North, uh, the entrance ramp to I-135 southbound. Uh, that's today at 9 a.m., uh, going from 9 to 3 today. They're closing that ramp from 29th to southbound I-135. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Signed, Jad Chambers. And look at our weather forecast. Interesting things coming our way. Looks like a breezy and cooler day today with a high of only 48 degrees. We might see some scattered showers by this afternoon. Tonight, occasional rain mixed with a little bit of snow overnight. Shouldn't get much. Overnight low down to 34. And that wintry mix wrapping up by noon tomorrow. After that, clearing off for another breezy Friday. High tomorrow, 56. Currently in Wichita, it is mostly cloudy. We have a breeze out of the northeast. It is 36 degrees. We're on our way to a high of 48 here on this Thursday. King NSS weather is brought to you by the Monarch. Several times voted one of the best bourbon bars in America. You can call or reserve a table on the patio for lunch or dinner at the Monarch. 
579 West Douglas in Delano. What a great place to hang out. The Monarch. 748 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS here on this Thursday morning. Uh, the push for new appealing electric vehicles has gained a lot of momentum recently. Next few years, see a rollout of EVs in every popular automotive segment. It should increase competition and hopefully for us, decrease prices decrease a little bit. Decrease prices, yeah, yeah that'd that's be nice. pretty key. At the moment, however, all electric vehicle development costs are high, and most new additions are priced well above equivalent gasoline-powered models. That means a list of economical EVs, not very extensive yet, does include a handful of cars that do start under $40,000. And uh, they've assembled a list of a roster of five affordable options for this year, sorted by price. Some of these models will qualify for federal tax credits that now require American assembly and parts sourcing. Yeah. So they want to make that transition to electric vehicles, but... <laughs> Got to make sure it's affordable. Yeah, that's that's been a sticking if point for a while can't now. Afford, yeah. If people can't afford it, they're going to still buy the gasoline cars. 749 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. How well do you know your states? All sorts of factoids. Okay. All of Alaska is does, doesn't have counties. They have boroughs. There are only two states that don't have counties. You know the other one? I'm sure you know the other one. Louisiana. No. Alaska, oh, yeah, they have parishes. Yeah, yeah, Alaska and Louisiana, the only states that don't have counties. They go in, in, in Louisiana, it's parishes. In Alaska, they're called boroughs. All right. And there's more than a quarter million square miles of Alaska land that is just not even in a borough. Yeah. It's just in an unorganized borough. Yeah. It's just an incorporated area. Yeah. yeah, you don't think. Probably not a lot of <laughs> folks there. Probably more moose than folks. Yeah. In other words, no county. Uh, the bigger it, and it's bigger than it's bigger than Texas. No central government. There's no taxes. Big perk, but there are a few pitfalls if you live in that uh, Alaska land that is an unorganized borough. Uh, poverty, crime, addiction. Periodically, there have been movements to turn that non-entity into an actual borough, but residents just aren't ready for it yet. Apparently. Oh, yeah. So there you go. There's your little trivia question for the day. Alaska and Louisiana are the two states that don't have counties. Aha. It is 751 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. And let's get a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. Yesterday's hashtag DEICT roundtable discussion, diving into how Wichita Business Journal program can have a lasting impact and not fade away after six months. Several attendees commented that the political discourse around diversity, equity, and inclusion negatively, neg- negatively impacts progress in the area. K. Monk Morgan is succeeding uh, as now as the new president and CEO of the Kansas Leadership Center and appointed in a recent debate in Kansas and elsewhere in the U.S. over what children can read in schools. And that does include content related to DEI as an example of her concerns for these issues. Investment firm Bernstein downgraded its outlook for the largest employer in Wichita. And analyst uh, Douglas Harnett has lowered Spirit Aerosystems from an outperform rating to a market perform and cut the firm's price target on the aerospace supplier from $46 per share down to $38 a share. The reason for the downgrade, difficulties spreading throughout Spirit's commercial portfolio. Harnett thinks that'll hurt margins and cash flow at the company. Of course, Aeros- uh, Spirit has had operational issues with the MAX. These issues appear to now extend across all commercial programs and 
backed off the long-term 16.5% margin guidance. Lower margins, forward loss charges, detracting from the cash outlook, and uh, the outlook just not justify some of the prior upside from Bernstein. Spirit stock down nearly 1.5% yesterday afternoon, dipping as low as $33.10 per share yesterday morning. Company revealing last month in conjunction with its latest earnings report, it had fallen about 20 deliveries behind on the Boeing 737 MAX last year. Those will be delivered as part of an expected 420 shipments to Boeing on the MAX this year by Spirit, which builds the aircraft's full fuselage and other components on the 737 right here in Wichita. Both companies are trying to rebound from the prolonged grounding of the MAX that followed deadly crashes in late 2018 and early 2019. And the downgrade does follow more detail on some of the problems with other commercial programs at Spirit. And that is a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. We will have more local business news from the Business Journal one hour from now. So make sure you're here for that as well as we get into uh, more local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Of course, daylight savings time, the argument will, you know, it'll come up again in a few weeks around here when we spring forward. Arizona has not observed daylight saving time since 1967. However, there is one part of Arizona that does observe it, the Navajo Nation. Territory also transverses the state lines of Utah and New Mexico, decided to adopt daylight saving time. They didn't want to put the communities on two different clocks since they're spread into multiple states. The smaller Hopi reservation of the Navajo Nation is the only segment of the territory that is not observing daylight saving time because it's entirely within Arizona. Daylight saving time. Of course, Every every year it comes. Of course, it comes around twice a year when we fall back and spring forward, and right, and right. then uh, especially it seems like in recent years this becomes a huge spring forward for politicians to decide that they really want to get into it. Uh, and then it seems like we increasingly happens. hear, "Oh, we're going to get rid of it," and then absolutely nothing happens. Nope. Yeah, it's still the same every year. I don't know why it's become such a like a hot button thing for politicians to zoom in on recently. It seems like for everybody else, people just stop caring. Well, and it's another one of these deals, too, where people, it, it seems to spark this huge outrage for about a day and a half. Yeah. And then two days later, nothing. Well, see, these days when you don't even really have to change your clocks, so many of them are change themselves automatically anymore. People have stopped caring about this issue. I mean, when when it comes up, They'll they'll give their two cents. They'll say they're all up in arms about mm-hmm. it, and then, like you said, twenty four hours later, then, meh. Yeah, and it's just complete nothing after yeah. that. So you know, I I don't care how passionate people say they are about this. They're not. They're lying, and that's just the end of it. <laughs> Seven fifty five with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. We have a big eight o'clock hour on the way. We'll talk live with Fox News Radio's Jeff Manasso from Chicago about the toxic train cleanup in Ohio. We'll have entertainment news in the blur coming up in 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. Plenty of stuff on the blur, including the the latest offer from Netflix. This ought to be interesting. (laughs) We'll tell you about it coming up on the blur. And, of course, all the business, sports, weather, news, and traffic you need here on this Thursday morning with the rain and possibly a little bit of snow in the forecast. How about that? Big 8 o'clock hour on the way. KNSS News Time 756. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.